0: A proposed amendment to Regulation E gives municipalities and school districts more ACH wire fraud protection. And this week's sentencing of a French rogue trader proves internal controls cannot replace corporate governance. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with BankInfoSecurity.com, here with the Week in Review for Friday, October 8, 2010. An amendment to Regulation E that is now before the Senate gives municipalities and school districts the same level of protection provided to consumers who are hit with ACH or wire fraud. In the commercial business realm, those breaches are often referred to as corporate account takeovers, and several businesses have been victimized by this type of fraud over the last year. Proposed by U.S. Senator Charles Schumer, the proposed amendment is getting some mixed reviews from bankers and merchants. Though Schumer's proposal does not extend protection to commercial businesses, industry associations, such as the American Bankers Association, reacted swiftly to news of the amendment, saying it's not the right step. Doug Johnson of the ABA says the banking industry and businesses need to come up with a solution to address the ACH fraud corporate account takeover issue. It's about using all the tools in the toolbox, Johnson says. By using all the resources already available, internal controls, dual controls, along with technology, these fraud events can be stopped. This week also saw the sentencing of Jerome Carville, the French rogue trader who cost France's second-largest bank and his former employer $6.8 billion in fraudulent transactions. Kerville was given only three years for his crime, a slap on the wrist relative to the sentences handed down by the courts to other deceptive traders, such as Bernie Madoff. But the case highlights a deeper concern, a need for more corporate governance, oversight and ethics. As long as Kerville's acts were making the bank money, who's to say executives within the bank weren't just looking the other way? Regardless, the case serves as a reminder that institutions need to take insider trading seriously. And they need to stop these types of crimes by implementing stronger internal controls. Controls to monitor and catch suspicious activity and behavior before it hits $7 billion in losses. When it comes to managing third-party service providers, regulatory guidance hasn't evolved, but the technology landscape has. Donald Saxinger, senior examination specialist with the FDIC, says banks need to know their providers and know them well.
1: Now we're moving into where these third parties are developing more of a consumer pricing model, I'll call it, where we can get some of these services at lower cost, but what are we losing in return? And um, one of the things that I see right off the bat are the contract terms. There are fewer service level agreements that are out there that protect the customer, or in this case, the bank. Uh, one one easy example that I go with is uh, telecommunications. If we recall uh, back uh, when we were all using uh, T1 lines, uh, what was the average uh, cost for a T1 line at, at a bank? You know, hundreds of dollars per month. But what did they get for that? They got a guaranteed service, a guaranteed amount of bandwidth per month, a guaranteed amount of uptime, uh, and that was in a contract. And that's what they paid for. And now consumers are getting the same level of bandwidth, you know, with their broadband uh, types of connections at ridiculously low prices, at least compared to those T1 prices. And and what has changed? Well, the, the service level agreement has changed. And so now with uh, uh, broadband, you will be guaranteed up to a certain amount of bandwidth. Um, well, that's not really the same type of service level agreement that we had in banks. In banks, we had you get this amount, or there are you know certain penalties. Um, so now we're starting to see the same thing in other areas. Um, we can uh, move to a cheaper model, but there's going to be trade-offs as far as the amount of service level.
0: The PCI Security Standards Council this week released guidance on emerging technology, namely end-to-end or point-to-point encryption and EMV. While the Council's guidance on these technologies does not include new or additional requirements for compliance with PCI standards, the guidance aims to serve as a benchmark for financial institutions that are interested in or have already invested in these technologies. And what about Zeus? The arrest last week of two separate crime circuits for Zeus-related crimes proves the industry is facing an uphill battle when it comes to malware. But greater international cooperation among law enforcement is having an impact. Dave Navetta, an attorney who focuses on IT security, says we are making headway, even if we still have a long way to go.
1: Well, I think it tells us that as much as the cyber criminals themselves are highly organized, uh, which is obvious. Law enforcement and the banking industry itself is is getting organized in its response. These arrests obviously involved international cooperation between law enforcement and information sharing between the industry and and law enforcement and and a lot of patience to be able to actually pull uh, such a large arrest off. Uh, They also tell us that while in many cases the authorities uh, may not be able to get to the masterminds of these schemes, they can engage in efforts that can significantly impact and disrupt the criminal enterprises uh, employing the zoo spot.
0: And we wrap up the week with a blog by Linda McGlasson about the often untold dark side of ACH fraud and money muling. Last week's arrest of 37 money mules connected to the multi-million dollar bank fraud scheme that hit U.S. bank accounts reveals that most of the mules involved in the scheme were very young adults, practically kids. They all look like fresh-faced college kids. McGlasson writes. From their photos, most appear to be young 20-somethings who have been lured to come over here to spend time in our country by their money mule recruiters with promises of easy money and an introduction to the American lifestyle. That's this week's Week in Review. For BankInfoSecurity.com, I'm Tracy Kitten.
1: Have a great week.